1: Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah talk. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you this week. In this podcast, we're going to be sharing um, on the parashah, which is translated He Gathered. It begins in Exodus chapter 35. And in fact, my focus will be on the first two verses of Exodus 35. In those verses, it states clearly that we are to have a complete rest on the Sabbath from work. Now, the Bible doesn't define directly what that means. It doesn't define work. And anyone who does any work, by the way, is to be put to death. So, you know, this is a big deal, of course. Uh, It's unfortunate that we don't have work defined. So the big question is, is who has the authority to define what work is? Now, by the first century, you have various sects of Judaism, like Sadducees, the Pharisees, uh, other sects uh, within Judaism that that were defining what work was. And then you also have Yeshua the Messiah and his apostles who also define and qualify what work was. And, and in fact, these definitions are are at odds with each other in the biblical text. So who has the authority to resolve this matter? Who has the authority to define what work is. We're going to get into that in a few minutes, but I want you to keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I'm simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. Now, the text that I'm going to read, Exodus 35, 1 through 2, is taken from Uh, The Tanakh, it's the uh, JPS translation of the Tanakh. So let me read these two verses for you and we'll jump in and begin to look at this. It states, Moses then convoked the whole Israelite community and said to them, these are the things that the Lord has commanded you to do. On six days, work may be done, but on the seventh day, you shall have a Sabbath of complete rest, holy To the Lord, whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. Now, keep in mind that by the first century, many, many, many centuries later, right? By the first century, the rabbis enumerated 39 major categories of what defined work with hundreds of subcategories that resulted in 1500 plus derivative laws regarding how to keep the Sabbath. Now, today, those 1,500-plus laws have grown exponentially. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of laws in regards to how one would keep the Sabbath. Jewish Messianic scholar Michael Brown, Dr. Michael Brown, pointed out that about 12 years ago, Rabbi Ovadiah Yosef, the leader of the ultra-Orthodox Sephardi Jews, who was hailed as a great scholar and godly man by his followers, but often reviled by secular Israelis, announced that it was permitted to pick one's nose on the Sabbath, thereby putting an end to a series of halakhic questions that had been raised. He made reference to this simply to indicate just how far traditional Judaism has gone in the prohibition of work quote unquote on the Sabbath. In other words, the question of uh, regarding nose picking was whether nostril hairs would be pulled out in the process. In other words, you could pick your nose, as long as in the picking of your nose, you didn't pull out hairs. If you did, then that was considered work and that would not be allowed on the Sabbath. Now, now again, Dr. Michael Brown points that out just to illustrate how extensive and far-reaching all these categories are now. It governs every aspect of everything you do on the Sabbath. It's an endless trail of of law after law after law. You know, for me, it's so overwhelming. I, I have to admit, I would never, ever, ever in a lifetime be able to begin to step up to that level of amount of halakhic rulings concerning the Shabbat. Now, now that, that I just want to throw out. That's the rabbinic approach to Sabbath keeping. Um, they certainly defined work, and, and they, they did a job that has been uh, pretty, pretty extensive. But the question is, is, does anyone actually think that this is what God was saying when he said work on the Sabbath was forbidden? Do you think he was talking about brushing our hair, teeth? Do you think he was talking about picking our noses? You know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, many, many rabbis. Now I, I want to come back a little bit to the first century. Um, many rabbis by the first century also included healing as a category of work. If it applied to chronic illnesses that did not present any imminent danger of death. So I want to read from a book by Hebrew scholar, Dr. Trude Weiss Rosemarin. He wrote a book called Judaism and Christianity, the differences in it. He points out this line of reasoning. So I want to read this to you. Um, he states on a number of quote on a number of occasions, he speaking of Jesus, he cured persons, not dangerously ill on the Sabbath, claiming to be entitled to do so in opposition to the rabbis who maintained the Sabbath may must in fact be violated only for the sake of saving and preserving life, but not to treat chronically ill persons who have been in such a state for years and who without any danger to life and health can wait a few more hours until the Sabbath is over. So that view of of healing being forbidden if it's related to chronic illnesses, is not only present today in in many Judaism's, but it was present in the time of Jesus of Nazareth. So let's take a look at one of those examples uh, that this um, Jewish scholar uh, um, lists. It's found in Luke chapter thirteen, verses ten through seventeen, and he speaking of Jesus or Yeshua. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And there was a woman who for 18 years had a sickness, and she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. When Yeshua saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made erect again and began glorifying God. But the synagogue official, indignant because Yeshua had healed on the Sabbath, began saying to the crowd in response, There are six days in which work should be done, so come during them and get healed, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the stall And lead him away to water him. And this woman, a daughter of Abraham as she is, whom Satan has bound for 18 long years, should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? Verse 17. As he said this, all his opponents were being humiliated, and the entire crowd was rejoicing Over all the glorious things done by him. So, yes, Yeshua the Messiah had a different definition of work than the rabbis of his day. In fact, he was illustrating that the work of healing was appropriate on the Sabbath. He viewed the Sabbath day as a day to celebrate redemption. In fact, that's what we're told in in Deuteronomy by, by Moses. One of the reasons we are to keep the Sabbath is in remembrance of God redeeming us from Egypt. So the Sabbath also represents the day of redemption. Think about that for a minute. Works of healing, therefore, were in harmony with the purpose and meaning of Sabbath. This woman being loosed, it was, was, was a greater loosing than that of an ox or a horse being let out to give, give some water to who on the Sabbath, it was appropriate to do that. And, and so he's saying, is it not even not more appropriate to release this woman, this daughter of Abraham, Abraham, who's bound by Satan. That was a tremendous healing act of redemption. And Yeshua saw that as being in harmony with the purpose and the meaning of the Sabbath itself. Now, overall, we don't have time to go into this. It's a short show, but overall, if you read the gospels, it appears that Yeshua was defining work as in in terms of secular tasks. In other words, what he was saying was forbidden on the Sabbath were secular tax tasks, secular work, work that we did for a living. Um, but not religious redemptive works of service that he allowed. Not only did he allow it on purpose, it seems like on purpose he, 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 he saved uh, his healing ministry to, to primarily be manifested on the Sabbath itself as, as if this day was the very day of redemption. And, and so when you look at this, it seems like he is saying secular work is forbidden but redemptive work is appropriate. In fact, he points out that his father in heaven ceased from his creative work on the seventh day, but he did not cease from his redemptive work. That is an ongoing work. The work of saving us is an ongoing work 24-7. The has never rested from that. And it's in harmony with the meaning and purpose of the Sabbath. So again, the Sabbath being a day, that memorializes redemption, certainly by extension, would accommodate that ongoing and greater redemption found in and through the Messiah. Now, one can embrace the endless rabbinic laws related to the Sabbath and how to keep it, and that's fine. Or one can embrace the halaha of Messiah concerning the Shabbat, which in comparison with the rabbis is light and easy. I want to leave you with this, this passage, the words of Yeshua himself concerning his halaha, concerning his understanding of the Torah and him being the Messiah. I think he has something to say about this. He says, come to me in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, what's he referring to when he says weary and heavy laden with what? It was in reference to the yoke of the rabbis, which created so many fences around the Torah. No one could do it anymore. It was such a burden. No one could do it. They weren't even doing it. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take my yoke upon you. Yoke. That's that's a reference within within first century Judaism. That's a reference to uh, one's prioritization of the laws found in the Torah. You know where where you put them in a priority of weighed, weightier issues of the law and lighter issues of the law, and how you apply them as well. The halakhic rulings governing those, and, and that would define your sect of Judaism. So Messiah. Um, he said, I have my own yoke. He says, I've prioritized the Torah. These are the weightier issues. These are the lighter issues. And this is how you apply the Torah. He gave us principles in applying the Torah to our lives. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I'm a gentle and humble Torah teacher. He says, I am gentle and humble in heart and you are will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So you might be thinking, you know, what about the Sabbath? What about the Torah? What about all these laws? You might be overwhelmed depending on your background, or you might be coming from a background that is totally alienated from all of this. But yet you're, you're you're interested, you're you're you know inquiring about the Torah and what that means and what that would look like in one's life. Well, I want you to understand who Yeshua is. He's the Messiah, and I think his reference to being a gentle teacher is something that's inviting. In fact, I want to invite you to take a closer look at Yeshua and his teachings concerning the Torah and how to keep it. He has a beautiful, gracious, compassionate approach in his halaha, and it will provide rest for your souls. So I encourage you to look more into it, read the gospels, read the life of Yeshua, take a close look, and you'll notice the great contrast between the Messiah and many of the rabbis in his day. Well, that concludes our program for this week. Special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Check out all of our social media sites at graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark. And until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you may the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the prince of peace yeshua the messiah shalom
0: torah talk has been brought to you by the harvest a messianic charismatic congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www dot graftedin. That's G R A F T E D I N. dot com. God bless you and Shalom.